Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you serious? Hello, welcome to How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Right now, you're about to kill some time with us. On today's show, I'm joined by Jonathan Pye. Actually, his name, his real name is Tom Walker. But Jonathan Pye is a fictitious British news reporter created and played by Tom. And Pye appears in a series of video clips. He's been doing it since, since about 2015 or 2016, yeah. I believe. Some comments about his went viral. Uh, and I'm happy to say that he's joining us on today's show live from his house. How are you doing, Tom? You all right, mate? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm um, a bit nervous about just having a conversation with someone, really. <laughs> so it, I might be completely out of small talk. I might have nothing because I've been out of practice for about, how long has it been? I don't even know how long it's been, but what, five, six weeks now? Week five or week six for people. Uh, I was really a bit braggy over the last few weeks, Tom. I was kind of like, do you know what? I'm fine. Not a fit to me at all. I don't really like talking to people, but now I'm a bit like, I've not had a real conversation, a face-to-face conversation with somebody outside of my building for over a month. It's very odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really strange. Uh, And then the only conversations you do have are like this over sort of, you know, Skype or whatever. And and they're always a little bit awkward. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially (laughs) if there's more than one person. It's just piling on top of each other, shouting at each other. Um, Yeah. For a few weeks, I thought, hey, this is cool. But no, no, the rot is starting to set in, definitely. Yeah, I totally, I totally feel that, man. And it's like um, the, the new norms are really interesting as well. So in in these conversations, it's totally normal for someone's kid to run in. Like I was on a, a Zoom the other day and somebody halfway through a conversation, you just heard their three-year-old go, Mummy, uh, can you wipe my bum? And they were like, sorry, I've just got to go yeah. wipe my kid's ass. Because if they don't, I'd be like, you know what? I don't want to know what it's going to be like if your kid doesn't wipe their ass. You go wipe their ass, it's fine. Yeah. I'll speak to you in 30 seconds. It's like the yeah. new norm. Totally crazy. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my girlfriend is working from home in my bedroom, right? So I'm forever walking past. She's on a Zoom chat with her colleagues, me and my pants just walking yeah. past, back and forth. Um, you, 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 what, I think what's really interesting is, and I've touched on it with, with the thing that I've been doing with Pi, is that you're stuck, the, the, the professional and the personal the domestic and the professional are cl- colliding right so you're starting to see your colleagues as not only your colleagues or the annoying guy from hr or they're, they're a dad <laughs> uh, a husband uh do you know what i mean they're, they're real people exactly. and actually exactly. you might not like them in an office scenario but outside of that you can kind of go actually you're an all right bloke 
but I just yeah. get, I, I hate you in 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 the context of my office or whatever. So we're learning a lot about each other. Exactly. But then when you're out and about, it's like the opposite. People that I wouldn't mind having a conversation with. I, that whole two yeah. meters thing. Yes. I'm a little bit paranoid about staying, yeah, staying, staying around somebody, even if it's in within two meters. Like I saw a mate at the, uh, on the way out of the supermarket the other day, I do my little bi-weekly yeah. shop. And um, I was just like trying to creep away as we're talking, thinking we could probably yeah, just yeah. do this over the phone. Yeah. Mate. I don't, don't know if I need to talk to you in person. Because also every, everyone's version of two meters is very different. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like for some people, they Too think right. they're really social distancing it and they're right up in your face. Oh, man. Um, so it's just, no, it's stay away. I was in the supermarket the other day and I could hear someone like two aisles down hacking their guts up. And you're like, I'm getting out of here. Do you know what I mean? I'm out. Um, I'm, out. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm done. I'm Drop done. the I'm basket. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, anyway, right. So we're here to talk about Jonathan Pye. I've got a quick clip just in case anybody hasn't heard about him. This is what Jonathan Pye is about. This is one of my favourite clips, by the way, Tom. Up to now, regular hand washing has been the only general advice. But now the government has entered the delay phase. Earlier, I spoke to Chief Medical Officer Chris Whitty, who said this phase will involve asking members of the general public to do different things than they would normally do. What, like regularly washing your hands? I mean, who does that, for God's sake? Washing your hands? Maybe after I've gone for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a little taste yeah. of, of, of Jonathan Pye there. That's, um, that's the last one I filmed before lockdown, if you see what I mean. So it, it's really yeah. weird hearing that. It just seems like an, a, different, a different time, do you know what I mean? Out on College Green around Westminster. Um, when you could go and film outside yeah i I mean like how does that feel now knowing that you've now kind of you've now switched over to to pisolation is is what you're cracking on with now right well what's really annoying is i spend most because i do these clips like normally about once a week yeah and a real difficult thing to do is find somewhere that looks iconic that isn't too busy because otherwise i'll draw a crowd or people all sort of want to stop and take selfies or whatever so and now, if I go for a little cycle round town on my daily sort of exercise, yeah. these places are empty. And you're like, I could, I could film wherever <laughs> I like now, but I'm not allowed because everyone will be going, no, you're not allowed out. So, um, yeah. so that's not, it's, it's been really, it's been really interesting to sort of bring him into his house because again, like we were just um, discussing the domestic and the personal and the domestic um, uh, uh, and the professional are colliding. And that's kind of what I'm doing with Pi, really. Um, yeah. And I've sort of made a choice to make it this little series as long as soon uh, for as long as we're locked down a bit more so a bit more broadly comic, but rather than to, uh, I mean, it, it, of course it's the right time for us to be questioning our uh, politicians and our leaders because it's a, it's the biggest news story I'll ever cover. But also, I, it, it is a bit d- difficult to get the tone right when you have got tens of thousands of people dying. How do you write a comedy about? So, yeah. so I'm sort of trying to shy away from it being too overtly political and too overtly political, politically satirical, which is what I normally do, and make it a little bit more uh, fun, I think. And what, watching this character that we've only really learned a little bit about, we know that he's angry and that he hates his job, but now we're sort of learning that he's estranged from his uh, son and he's divorced and he's bored and he's living in a crappy council flat which you do you don't expect broadcasters to be poor do you know what i mean you assume yeah. if they if you know what i mean you assume that if they've even appeared in one advert do you know yeah. what i mean or yeah. you know uh, 
one episode of Holby City, you must be loaded. Loaded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, uh, it's, it's not quite like that. So I'm just, yeah, I'm really enjoying exploring him as a, as a, uh, as, a, as a full rounded character really which is what I do with the live shows a bit more you learn a lot more about him that you can't really do in those three minute little viral clips you know yeah like I, f- I feel like when I'm watching a few of the isolation clips I feel there's a lot of, of Tom coming through on that as well there's a lot of real frustration that you're channeling through Pi yeah I mean I, I did a thing about the, the the most recent episode which was where I cut my hair really badly and everyone yes. was sort of commenting about oh wow you're really really for your art you don't mind looking ridiculous you go no no this is my actual hair this is this is this is actually it <laughs> you know um I really want a haircut man I really just want to you know that, that's the thing I'm missing the most that and a pint yeah man yeah oh oh yeah a pub do you know what? The, the last thing i did before lockdown the last social event i did was drinks at a bar and yeah. i took it for granted i left early i was like oh yeah. you know I'm, i'll just go home pubs will be there i wish i stayed there for one more just one, one more, more guinness one more and a shot yeah yeah oh, of course oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah if i knew i probably would have stayed there till closing they'd have had to kick me out but like yeah. isn't that crazy like I, I I don't know if we'll ever, I don't want to kind of get too much into future gazing, but I don't know if we'll ever look at going out in the same way. I feel like we've taken it for granted for a lot of our lives. Like I I, I think now going out is going to be, especially as it was when I was 18 and I was allowed to go out yeah, yeah, raving yeah. for the first time. Well, <clears throat> I, I think I, I was, I said the other day that I'm really looking forward to that first point in the pub. And actually I'm not, I'm looking forward to that first point, the third time I go to a pub. Because the first couple of times you're going to be like, stay away you know wiping the beer around and just you know all those old habits it'll be it'll be a few it'll be a few months in when you sat there going do you remember when we weren't allowed to do this you know cheers Um, but I think I think I was thinking about that this morning I think it's going to take a real long time for for things like uh well live comedy or um theater or I mean can you imagine going to like a, a, a concert in, in, a, in an arena, you know, 20,000 other people, you'd just be, it's going to take a long time for that to be normal again, I think. And I think, yeah. you know, like, uh, I know it's not really, um, you know, uh, there's a really good, great Alan Partridge line where, where someone says something goes, oh, and they say nurses have it tough. You know, I'm not here moaning as this sort of, you know, I know that, I know that there are people out there that are really yeah, of um, putting their lives at risk. But I do, you know, I do fear for like, the theatre industry and the mu- live music industry. I think it'll take a good few years to recover. Um, and I'm just glad that I'm in a position where actually my main outlet is that I can do it from home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have Russell, Russell Kane was on, on the episode before this and he said exactly the same thing. He thinks theatres will be the last yeah. thing that kind of we are able to access again. So it's important that comedians like yourself that have an online offering really utilize yeah. it and i suppose I mean, you're really glad now that you've that you've kind of built that base before doing live right in a way i mean it's all been an accident this career that i found but yeah i know i'm that has happened with russell kane as well he's he's primed because he, he does it anyway he does these like we, these daily almost daily rants on camera and he's been doing it for ages so he's slipped into that really easily as a comedian but i know a lot of comedians that have found it really tough i mean I've seen a lot of um, a lot of the comedy world are doing sort of live, uh, you know, comedians from their bedroom kind of thing. It's just it's one of those art forms that needs that laughter, those beats. You know, I mean, when I'm writing for a live show, you almost put the pause in 
assuming yeah. there'll be a laugh. It's horrible when yeah. there isn't. Do you know what I mean? And that's the other thing I think when we when we go back to normal, um, especially for comedy, you know, someone in the audience coughs for about the next two years. That's it. You've just killed the joke dead because everyone's just like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to take yeah. a long time to recover it. You better work on some material for when somebody coughs because that is an yeah. inevitability. So you're going to have yeah. to have make sure you've got some yeah. quick yeah. fire things. To I've already been thinking it. about that. If it, in, the, in the first few minutes, if you can address that and then you can sort of move on, you know. Yeah. So um, let the tour. What what can we what what can we expect from the tour? What can we expect from a tour? What, like you said that you get to see uh, some different angles of pie when you do get to see a live show. How how do you bring that across? Because I'm used to seeing you outside, you know, a political building or or something that looks like that kind of reporting yeah. and then finishing off um kind of what seems like a, a very serious report and then it's the rant that we're kind of waiting for the juicy bit. Yeah. 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 Well. I, th- I think the first thing you've got, I've got to approach when I'm writing a live show, which is him on stage talking for an hour and 15 minutes, is you've yeah. got to go, right, why would Jonathan Pye, reporter, be stood on a stage talking to people? Because he's not a comedian. He's not the character, isn't you know? So the first live show I ever did, he was presenting, you know, in Children in Need, where it's from the main studio in London, but every now and then they go to some poor, you know, uh, you know, a radio disc jockey or something who's who's in a sports centre in Wigan. Who's got? Do you know what I mean? Who's got? Oh God! And and we so it was like, well, what happens? He, you're there for thirty seconds with Jonathan Pye in Wigan. What happens afterwards? Well, he's got to chat to the audience. So that's what the first one was. The second one uh, was was him. You've got to find the context of why he's there. And this was him. Um, he was trying to do, it was like a, a, a non-to-air pilot for a new political show that he wanted. Everything went wrong. And this, this one, I thought it would be really interesting um, to, uh, right at the start of the show, we learned that Jonathan Pye's been fired from his job from an on-air gaffe. Um, and this is his, as he calls it, his apology tour. He's going around and he's trying to explain himself. And essentially, it, although, you know, a lot of, I mean, if this show ever gets back on the stage, I'm going to have to rewrite it quite vigorously because originally it was all about Brexit. Who cares about that anymore? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, coronavirus yeah. is here. Um, but it was all, the story was really about council culture and how one on-air gaffe, how one misplaced word um, can ruin careers these days. And, and it's happening kind of more and more, sometimes with justification. But... Um, sometimes uh, I think you've got to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think what was interesting, I don't know if you have read about the newsreader, Alistair Stewart, who uh, he's, he's the longest serving ITN newsreader. And he, um, he wrote a tweet that was deemed to be racially sensitive. But if you kind of take into the context of what he meant, I don't think you could, anyone could seriously construe it that way. But, but also it was kind of uh, the, the Twitterati, if you like, a uh, judge, jury, and executioner, right? And this is what happens to to, to Pi in this show. That, that, yeah, that, okay, he, he gets he's caught. Not, he kind of get he kind of get, gets caught, but with that, but there is no um, his career's over, you know, overnight. Do you know what I mean? Because people have, you know, um, so I think it's really interesting. And also um, with regards to the, the show, what Pi does do something. He it's there's there's no doubt he did something that was pretty wrong. But I suppose what the show is about, I mean, he says it near the end of the show, what happened to redemption? 
it's not about forgiveness, but what happened to allowing someone the, the ability to redeem themselves, to change their mind, to become better, you know. Um, so, so there are these sort of, and also we live in an age, um, especially with Brexit, um, with, with Trump uh, and all of that, where everyone, all that matters these days is being right. I'm right. It doesn't matter about changing the world. Just, it's just about proving you're right. And that's yeah, all anyone's yeah. interested in. And what happened to listening to someone, even if you think they're wrong and having a debate about it and all, all those sorts of things um, littered with lots of swear words. That's, good, that's, good. That's, that's, that's the pie formula. Really. I mean, there's one, it's a good, it's a good, listen, it's a good <laughs> formula. I love it. But like, I generally in conversation, I find conversations with people that agree with everything I say, some of the most tedious conversations oh, yeah. ever like and i don't just like to be challenged as in you know challenge me so we can argue but i like to be challenged in my way of thinking because i think it helps me to promote thinking of things from another angle sometimes it isn't as easy as right or wrong right and i think sometimes in politics that's the case as well i, th I think um brexit was a real um a, a, a real moment really where, where, where that really came to the fore i mean uh, brexit the, the brexit result really changed me politically and not for the reasons that many people would expect i was um massively shocked by the brexit result i didn't see it coming i don't think anyone realistically did but what shocked me the most was the day after and the subsequent days after that result is the amount of people on my facebook page like-minded people who clear who have, i would imagine have exactly the same voting record as i do saying, if you voted differently to me, if you voted leave, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Racist scum, this, that, the, the other, you know? And that shocked me. That was the thing that shocked me the most, was this lack of discourse. And, and it suddenly dawned on me, maybe that attitude helped the vote go the way it did. And I think the same happened a little bit with, well, quite a lot with Trump. Yeah, let's be honest, if, it's difficult to get your head around why anyone would think about voting for Trump, right? But if you're not willing to chat to those people um, because you're willing to dismiss them out of hand, normally we dismiss them as, oh, you must be a bigot. Um, mm -hmm. you're, what you're basically saying is, I don't want your vote. I don't want your vote. So uh, they don't vote for you. So, exactly. um, uh, you know, I, th I think, I think, uh, I think that, that um, voting to leave the EU was, was a mistake. But I might be wrong about it, and I'm willing. And I'm willing to listen to people who voted um, leave, and I've and I now know why they did, and I kind of I kind of get it, you know. And same with Trump, really. Um, I, I I get it. I wouldn't. I no one's persuaded me that I would vote <laughs> other than <laughs> than I would. But yeah. you know what I mean. But I think there is this this big thing of, of, of it's winning the argument is more important yeah. than changing mind. Do you oh know mate, I mean? yeah, and uh, do you know what? It translates into trivial conversation as well. So I've been out for um, drinks. Remember when you can go out and have drinks? Uh, oh yeah. And I had a similar thing happen, and I kind of likened it to political conversations nowadays. Even though this wasn't political, I've never watched Game of Thrones past the first season, right? Yeah. This was before the last season of there. People, when I told them that people seriously started to consider whether or not I should be in their life as a friend. I'm not joking. They were like. Are yeah. you what do you mean? I was like, do you know what? Tried it. It's not for me. I, to be fair, I think it's a bit shit. And they were like, you, you, uh, mate, it was honestly, uh, I stopped saying that after a little while because it was like getting into serious like arguments, conversations yeah. where people were stressed out. And then like, I, I think halfway through the, the argument, they wanted to start. I'd be like, do you know what? 
I'm not really bothered to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, well, you know yeah. what? I kind of get what person you're like. Do you know what I mean? I, f- I feel like that's yeah. what the Brexit conversation was like. If, if I, I, I'm a bit, yeah. I'm exactly the same with um, sport, um, especially <laughs> football. I just, I don't get it. I've yeah, never yeah. got it, right? Uh, and an impolite conversation, I call it soccer ball. So that people <laughs> that do like football know, <laughs> they just know to just leave it. But it's yeah. soccer ball, <laughs> go away, right? But I just, I really hate that question. What team do you support then? Yeah. I mean, it's such a sweeping assumption. Yeah, that 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 I don't know about an entire sort of um, and and that's one thing about um, the 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 lockdown. Um, is anyone really missing sport? Is anyone? I haven't really met anyone that's really going. Oh, I was supposed to be Leeds Portsmouth today. Gutted. I, I've not met anyone that has actually missed sport. I think football teams are going to have to do some real hard work to win back some of these dedicated fans because I think so, these yeah. fans that had football as one of their priorities in life now that there isn't footy there they're going to find other things and i think i'm not yeah, saying ballet. football's yeah ballet yeah yeah you know Whatever, or just you yeah. know gardening but i think people like people that were really religious with sport now that it's been taken away they're going to find something else to be religious about do you know what i mean um yeah. whether it's drinking too much or eating all of the yeah. hobnobs in a packet yeah. in one go which is kind of what i like to do or religion yeah. you know <laughs> or real religion just, 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 <laughs> just all these born again Spreading the word, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned um, the, the beginnings of Pie, and, and you also mentioned people not being forgiven for mistakes. Now, I've done a little bit of research, and I want you to let me know oh. whether this has something to do with the beginnings of Jonathan Pye. That's not Anne Robinson, is it? Jesus Christ. She's, She's even got, got new tits. Can <laughs> <laughs> you just explain that, to us what that is? That is is Peter Sissons. May rest in peace. Yeah, um, This is the, this is the the birth of Pi. Really, um, he he's sat in the six o'clock news room uh, studio. They're clearly gone to the sport or the weather. He's just watching the telly like that. And it's Anne Robertson, and he just looks at her and just goes, look at that. She's even got new tits. This is Peter Sissons, right? And clearly he's back on air in 30 seconds. Uh, um, there used to be this show called um, It'll Be All Right on the Night, which was uh, all about, which was all bloopers, right? And now we kind of bloopers, they're, they're everywhere, right? But it used to be on once every sort of six months when I was growing up. And it was like, you know, mistakes from the Coronation Street set or this, that and the other. And it was a real big thing because you never really got to see behind the scenes of things. But it was always the newsreaders that, that were the, um, the, the ones that always stuck in mind. Even from a really young age, there was this, um, there was a, a newsreader called Colin Baker and he's outside Westminster or something and it's pissing with rain. And, and he's just there going, well, uh, Colin Baker, BBC News, pissed off, wife, two kids, Thoroughly pissed off, and he's just drenched him. And I always remember that one as well. But Peter Sissons, um, that is Jonathan Pye, essentially. That that is the birth of it. And I'd had this um, character in my mind for ages, uh, uh, based on this sort of Peter Sissons moment. It was never supposed to be political. It was always yeah. supposed to be silly little vignettes of of what do people, what what do these newsreaders say as soon as they're off air? Because it's obviously it's a real prescribed way of speaking. Um, uh, broadcasting you know yeah. i mean you know if you're a radio one disc jockey you still talk like that they don't they don't talk like that you know what i mean but if you're reading the news you talk like this and blah 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 but and by virtue of that the minute the producer goes cut and you you go all oh, right who's for a pint 
you know, yeah, 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 you can yeah, really, yeah. you can really get that 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 flip, you know. Um, so that, yeah, that was the genesis of, of, of part. I've been an out of work actor for ages. No one had given me any work for years, and, and so I just went out with my camera and shot these little things, and a career of sorts was born. Really. So was it literally just you throwing a camera up on sticks, having a suit on, putting a fake earpiece in, holding a mic, pressing record yourself, and then just going? Yeah. I mean, essentially, and that's, that is essentially exactly what still happens, you know? I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm out on my own and you press record and you just hope that, it, and then you have to watch it back. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's pretty lo-fi, really. Yeah. Um, and I suppose in a way that's the, I was about to say that's the genius of it, but I'm no, not suggesting No, 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 that, that was the, but that, that, is, that, that is the essence of it. And that's yeah. why I suppose it was successful. I can just get on my bike and, put up sticks and record something, get it out within 10 minutes, you know. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 it, and, and it's the live the live shows and the things that sort of um, elevate it, I suppose, beyond just sort of, you know, a YouTuber, I suppose. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, if I'm honest, that's been an ongoing theme through people that I've spoken to who are still creating content during lockdown is how do you do it? And all the people that have had the most lo-fi uh, kind of, uh, 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 techniques are the people that have been able to carry on unaffected. So again, Russell yeah. was on the last episode. I use him as an example because I literally spoke to him the other day. Just, yeah. I think his videos, he just puts his car in a car mount uh, and then yeah. sticks it onto a window. No microphone yeah. or anything. Whereas if yeah. you were somebody else, like if you or him or he had to have, you know, two cameramen, um, yeah. some lighting and stuff, you'd be stuffed now because you can't, you literally can't do anything because you have no, to get your team together. I mean, oddly, the, the lockdown series that I'm doing is 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 oddly technically really tough because I'm editing, right? Normally yeah, I do yeah. everything in one take and you chop right. and you chop and, that, yeah. and then that's it. But this, I've got to sort of put it together. Um, and from a writing point of view, it's much more complex because with each one, I want there to be sort of a beginning, middle and end, you know, like a, a satisfactory... Uh, episode if you see yeah. what I mean where whereas the three minute rants it's a rant yeah punch 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 yeah. off you go whereas this you do want to develop that character each time um so uh yeah so it, it's weirdly more complicated having to edit all, all of it together into something that's a bit more um uh, satisfying if you see what I mean but Still yeah no I, I think yeah go on sorry no no carry on <laughs> uh, but but uh I've lost my thread Oh, oh, sorry Lost about it. that. Sorry Lost about that. Lost it. That's all right. I'll That's tell you what right. we've got. We've got, edit that we've, we've, we've got a clip of Pisolation. We'll drop that for you oh. then. We can give, you, give everyone a little taste of what it's like. I, I always thought the end of the world was going to be like zombies and shit. Instead, it's a shortage of surgical gloves and the pubs are closed. And tens of thousands of preventable deaths, of course, and a global recession. The world is on its knees. And yet I spent two hours on Tuesday pairing socks. There we go. That's a, I can relate to that so much, so much. I did a yeah. sock count the other day, actually. I'm not going to lie. I did a sock count. Um, 24 pairs of socks that are in pristine condition. Yeah. Um, another 12 that are mediocre. And then five had to go in the bin. There we go. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I did a sock draw. And the amount of, yeah, yeah, I got rid of a lot of it. You know, so, <laughs> so there are positives. 
Yeah, there is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a little Being sample of isolation. Or. So you kind of like you can hear like you are editing bits together. There is story in it as well, and I, th- I think it yeah. comes across really nice. It's nice to see another angle of pie, something that you can kind of look forward to when the live shows come back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so- a, it's a real it's a real difficult one at the moment because obviously I've, I've rescheduled the whole tour to October. Yeah, and right now you kind of go that's five months away. Should be okay, but you just never. Never know. And officially, it's the same tour that I was doing last year. But like I say, I'm going to have to take a sledgehammer to that script because things things have changed somewhat. I I don't want to worry you, Tom, though, but it's not flu season now. And like it's flu season then I keep I keep I keep thinking, talking to people about making plans. And I'm like, I don't know if I feel you know too, like too comfortable with making plans for the for the fall you know um but i guess we've got to be skeptical and like kind of but at the same time positive you know and think yeah we, we've got to get out of this but man I'm a, I'm a little bit i don't know a little bit concerned it, about making proper plans yeah i i, I, I personally uh, yeah i can't see this I, I think we've got another sort of 12 months of this off and on yeah, do you know what i mean i mean i, I really do and and um I mean, the the madness is beginning to set in with me, certainly. Um, you know that it's 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 serious, isn't it? I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean, the 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 the, the, the pandemic aside, the the effects that of locking yourself indoors and and yeah. staying away. We are social animals, you know, yeah. but we're also great adapters. So, I mean, what what is interesting, which I didn't think was possible, is that the entire system, global system, pretty much, you can change it like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and in some respects, I think that should give us some hope on some other subjects, you know, that, yeah. that we can change the way our economy works, um, that we can, um, you know, if... If we have to, we can pay people's wages for three months and tell them to stay at home. You know what I mean? If we want to, we can, um, you know, fund a, a, a proper NHS. Do you know what I mean? Um, we've proved it. And by virtue of that, hopefully we can um, keep our politicians to account a bit more. Because you go, well, you could do it then. Mm. Why can't you do it now? I was I was going to ask you what the conversation would be like with regards to how world politics would change moving forward. I think you kind of half answered that, but do you think us as the public now will be looking for more from from the people that run our country in the future, seeing that they could pull out pull out the stops now? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? You, in some respects, I, I think so, but in other respects, uh, and I'm part of this. We we all as a society. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit. I'm a liberal and I'm a bit of a libertarian. Do you know what I mean? I'm a bit like, let people do whatever they want to do. And the government's just turned around and goes, lock your doors or we'll essentially arrest you. And we've all just gone, yeah, okay, fine. You know, fine, you know, whatever. And in some respects, there's something a bit police stately about that. And yeah. yet it's like, it's kind of the right thing to do, right? It is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but what we have done is we have, and and, the, and I think it's starting to ease now, but for a good month or so, it's like, well, look, you shouldn't be having a go at these politicians. They're doing their best. They're working as hard as they can. And yeah. everyone makes mistakes. Whereas I think now we're beginning to kind of go, all right, no, seriously, mistakes cost lives. Yeah. I was thinking about this today, though. I, th- I think I think if Donald Trump wasn't in the White House, we'd all be giving our politicians much harder time. I think we all look at those press conferences with Trump and just go, well, 
however much if your if your politics are similar to mine, I'm not a fan of Boris Johnson in any way, shape, or form. But you put him up, put him <laughs> in a press conference next to Trump, you go, yeah, all right, yeah, Best yeah of a bad know, because he's not he's not pimping, you know, uh, necking a can of Domestos every morning to help get rid of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, Trump is a massive, massive idiot. Um, And, I mean, you would hope that this would, this would be a nail in his, in his second term coffin, but they elected him the first time, man, so so I I don't know. But he is so demonstrably an idiot, um, a dangerous idiot. It's, you know, it's not funny anymore even though it is hilarious sometimes, but, you know. Yeah. But I, I think Trump is, is a, a lot of other world leaders saving grace because they just, he, he takes all the heat because yeah, he's yeah. so awful. You, yeah. know? you think I'm bad? Look at him. Yeah, 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 yeah. look at this guy. Look at this. Just yeah. look at this guy's Twitter account and tell me who you'd prefer, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so. yeah exactly, right, yeah. I might put taxes up, but he's grabbing people by the pussy and telling everyone yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's quite, yeah, literally, quite literally what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, also, again, with the American system, where everyone's, you know, the NHS is, is in no way as, in good, as good a shape as it was a few decades ago, let's say. Um, but, you know, America doesn't have a healthcare system to speak of at yeah, all. Yeah. I mean, and, and the idea is, you know, Trump is always touting how successful he's been with this thing. You know, they've got a million cases in, in the US, right? They are the epicenter and have been for some time the epicenter of this whole global pandemic. We've been seeing it coming, certainly since the end of January, it was pretty much a given yeah. that this was going to happen. I don't think we all got our head around it I was for a late while. To the party, but yeah. yeah, 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 so was I. And then suddenly it was like, I'm scared to go to Tesco's, whereas yeah. I wasn't last week, you know. Um, but they've got a million, a lot of people are going to die there. And, and, and I think it's their fault. I think it's, you know, the administration's fault, a lot yeah. of it, you know. yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. 
I mean, I think there's going to be a lot to look at once this is over um, with regards to how we deal with future things. Because I think this isn't a threat that, like you said, there could be 12 months of this, but this isn't a threat that I think is something that is a potential anymore. It's, it's, it's more like when is the next virus or something going to hit us and how are we going to deal with it? Because viruses evolve cons- consistently and we know yeah. the flu, the reason there's a flu jab every year is because, you know, it mutates every single yeah. year and, 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 and COVID-19 is a flu in itself. So I think the conversation around what we do in the future is going to be an interesting one. How, how do you think that conversation is going to affect Jonathan Pye in the future and yourself? Well, it's, so, it's a bit mad, isn't it? Because like, apparently, this has been a threat that has been coming along it's like why it never happened before do you know what i mean it's never happened or certainly in our lifetime and certainly not post globalization you know that's why it's gone like that because because of the way that we live now really but it is that it you know it will be interesting to see how it affects you know short to medium term globalization and how connected we are and how far we fly and um, and and in so many respects, it's going to make countries a bit more <clears throat> isolated and insular, which is exactly what Trump is doing, making it just this, you know, isolated. I mean, it's it's hardly a superpower anymore. It's just so sort of little, uh, isolated. And in some respects, we're all going to have to do that. Borders, our borders will be sort of more important. And yet working together is the only way you can kind of... Um, break this sort of thing do you know what i mean it it, it is uh uh you know people like the who and the un and and people who are working together that that are gonna sort of i mean the idea when this started that trump was trying to buy almost buy the patent of the um of of the of the cure if you mean um just for americans yeah it's like that's not the way it works mate do you know what i mean yeah Um, yeah yeah crazy absolutely crazy i mean i feel like um it's gonna be i i i don't have any answers for anybody who says what's it gonna be like in six months time but i am i am very interested to see how this all turns out and i think we're all kind of just doing our best to kind of do what we think's right which is stay indoors try to you know two meters away from everyone you know washing your hands what else can we do but be sensible right now and 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 kind of I've got to say one thing that really resonated with with what you just said is the fact that we actually have an NHS. Like I feel so grateful and I feel like we as a country now, everybody's really grateful. And in a way, I know I sound sound like a bit of a pessimist, but the clap on a a Thursday at eight o'clock pisses me off a little bit because I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) I wish I could do more. A clap, I don't know. I feel like if I was a nurse right now and I got a clap, I'd be like, right, thanks. How about a proper fucking wage, right? How about getting paid my job? But- but at the same time, I feel like it's it's made us as a country appreciate how how well we have things. The fact that we have an NHS, I can fall over and break my leg, go to a hospital, be treated, and have no charge yeah. whatsoever for it is is something that we should be grateful for. Well, I think I hope it makes us grateful. I hope, but I also hope it makes us look at what is. I mean, I'm trying to write this piece for the lockdown thing about the NHS yeah. and the NHS. What's interesting? I mean. Uh, what is the NHS, right? And these days, yeah. what the NHS actually is, it's a badge. It's a, it's a logo, right? Yeah. So you stick a badge on the side of an ambulance. That ambulance is owned by a private company who's yeah. making profit out yeah. of it. So uh, um, it's a really difficult one to write because I'm not having to go at the NHS staff or the workers, but actually it's just a brand now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, because of, you know, uh, 
previous governments for the last 30 years, just selling off a little bit of it here and there and you know, opening up to the private sector. And I hope that it's time for a national discussion about how we genuinely want the future of the NHS to work. Uh, um, because both Labour and the Tories for the last 30 years have been bit by bit preparing it for the private sector uh, because it will be a successful moneymaker, right? Oh, but, yeah. but I'm just not sure that um, we should be considered customers. I think we should be considered patients. You 100%. know what I mean? Um, so I, I hope that there is a wider discussion and that some breaks are put on um, the NHS becoming this profiteering monster. Um, and it's fine if, 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 if opening the NHS to the, to the private sector is what makes it more efficient and makes it better for the people who need it, then let's have a discussion about that. Um, but uh, the, the NHS needs to be protected, but I think we need to remember right now the NHS is pretty much a sticker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it is. It's, you know, it's, it's Virgin Health. It's Booper here. It's, the, it's this um, American pharmaceutical. I mean, the amount of America, American pharmaceutical um, consultants that, that are, you know, that are used by the NHS, you know, so... I think we should have a broader discussion about where the NHS is at and where we want it to go, because no no, no government in their right mind is going to honestly turn around and go, yeah, 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 we think we should sell it. So they just sort of do it by stealth a bit. Yeah, but, um, yeah I mean, God bless the NHS. Uh, thank fuck for the NHS, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, 12 years of Tory government, it's, it's, not, it's not in great shape. So hopefully this might get it back into better shape. I think what's interesting as well is, uh, you know, the NHS, the, the whole point of what we've been doing is to try and save the NHS from collapse under all this weight of coronavirus. But, you know, the amount of kind of cancer treatment operations that have been cancelled because of that, I mean, that is going to be half the death toll as well. So we do have to, we do have to look at, is the NHS fit for purpose to function as it should whilst something like this happens and that and it isn't at the moment and and, yeah. and it needs to be yeah 100 percent. i think and, and i've heard um a few reports from nurse friends of mine I've, I've not really heard much of it on the news so i can't really equate this to the whole of the uk but a and e's are a bit quieter in quite a few places as well which is yeah at first thought i was like oh great like you know no pressure for them or maybe there's a load of time wasters that aren't ta- wasting time and i thought what if there's people that are actually sick but they're not coming into hospital with a, a little ail- ailment and then it ends up being something worse do you know what i mean so um that's a very that's a I very mean, interesting yeah I, uh, I i the other day i dropped a huge knife on the floor and it's sort of just next to my foot and i thought an inch that way that would have just gone yeah. straight through it but my first thought was i don't want to go to hospital nah. do you know what i mean nah. so it would be it would be me trying to trying to sew my own foot <laughs> or something because you go i don't i don't want this virus getting yeah. gangrene yeah there's people you know, with grazes uh, and broken toes from stubbing coffee tables that are just staying at yeah, home yeah, yeah. i don't want corona yeah. i'm staying at home yeah yeah, it's mad. But I also, I mean, it, it's so weird, this, it's this global pandemic. It's, it's, as Pi says, it's like the biggest story he'll ever cover. And yet he's counting socks, you know? Yeah. And I think we're all, I think, although it's this huge, outside our house, these huge sort of things are happening to the planet. And yet we're all sort of just sort of working on us. You know, I'm sort of meditating 10 minutes a day mm. just to try and, 
try and ease the brain because yeah. our brains are they're like little kids aren't they yeah. you know they're always eh, you know eh. so I'm, I'm really trying i mean i'm doing this this pie thing you know sort of maybe once a week this lockdown thing but i'm trying to i'm trying to allow myself not to give myself a hard time if i don't achieve my novel yeah. in this you know in this lockdown or <laughs> right? i'm trying to my girlfriend's italian and i've promised her I, you know obviously at some point i'll try and learn italian yeah so I've, it's now or never. So I'm sort of doing half an hour of Italian. I'm trying to. Be, we're all trying to better ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. we've all sort of become a bit insular yeah. in, in in this odd in this odd way, which might not be a bad thing. That we all sort of work on ourselves a little bit. Yeah. And try and. You know, Are you on the Duolingo? Are you on the Duolingo app? Have you tried that? I'm on the Duolingo. Yeah. I'm on the Duolingo uh, Italian, um, and uh, and and then I sort of search YouTube for sort of some Michelle Thomas. Yeah. He sort of explains this and that. Um, and then whenever anyone, I, th- I think I'm doing really well. And then someone will say, well, what did you learn in Italian today? And get, no, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> um, bella, right? I know that bella. one. Molto bella. bella. Ah, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. What does your missus think about you you and Jonathan Pye? How does she feel about it? Does she see Pye as two different people? Or what's the conversation like when you talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Well, we, we met at one of my gigs. <laughs> so she's, a, she's basically a fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy. She fancies no, pie, uh, so, she doesn't fancy you, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she wants a bit of pie. Um, I don't know, I think, yes, no, she can see, she can see that, that, that they are separate. Yeah. But she has to put up with, you know, um, I mean, she helps me edit all my stuff together under lockdown and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. What was the question? Just, just, what, just, <laughs> just what? What's the conversation like with the Mrs. and Pie? You know, like you know, I don't know whether she might be like, oh yeah, oh, that's enough pie for today, or whether you do something. And she's like, oh, that's quite pie. She, yeah, that's quite, that's quite pie. Yeah. No, I mean, what she is is she's brutal. Um, she'll watch something back and just immediately go for what's wrong with it. And um, and uh, but so, so she she does make me better, but right. it's it's hard to hear. That's not your best work, is it? Salute her. Like, oh, great! Thanks for that. As, as someone that cares, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's in the, she's in this opposition because she's working from home, so she's essentially working forty hours a week from home. And, and at the start, I thought, well, that's going to be your saving grace because you've got purpose, you've got something. But actually, that's that's tougher. I think that's mm. a lot tougher to find that motivation. I think that's the thing that I'm suffering from most, uh, which sounds like an excuse for laziness, but. My concept, my attention span is about ten minutes. I can't like, even watching a film. I haven't read a book. You know, you get a you get a chat. You just uh, and there is this. I think I think the phrase is ennui. A certain ennui. There's certain. There's certain what's the point? <laughs> Not in a massively depressingly suicidal. Way, yeah. You're there, just whatever I'm doing. You get ah, oh, what's the yeah. Yeah, that, just that general sense of yeah, um, because there's so little to stimulate yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, you sat in you sat in your little room. Exactly, writing is almost impossible. You know, writing these parts, I can manage about ten minutes of material every two weeks. You know, it's really tough to sort of just yeah. keep yourself going, stay sane. Do you remember all the people that were like, "This is your chance to read a book. This is your chance to pick up a new skill. You know, you could become a yoga master within a month." Yeah. I don't know why they're all American, yeah, but yeah. I just felt like that's what people yeah, were like, then, you know. Yeah, yeah that's about right. Yeah. You know, let's use this yeah. time productively together. We can change the world. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. there's biscuits that or, need eating. 
or I could just get battered and watch the whole Star Wars trilogy oh. again. Or, do you know what I mean? Or just, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. That, on, that, on that note, Tom, on that note, Tom, did That's you know... That's it, bye, see ya. <laughs> it's great, mate. So, um, obviously, we're across tech here on the show, so Disney Plus is a platform that we're... Um, we're not getting, I'm not getting paid for saying this, by the way, because people are like, oh, yeah, you love Disney Plus. I like other streaming yeah. services. I like my Netflix and whatever. But um, yeah. they're for, for May the 4th, they're actually releasing all of the Star Wars... Uh, movies that are out now so you'll be able to watch those if you have got disney plus so this weekend i may actually try and watch all of the star wars in a row because if i'm honest yeah. i always get a little bit confused because there was like obviously episode four five and six then there's one two and three and then there's uh yeah. seven eight and nine so i might try and do everything in chronological order i would do it in chronological order but i would start with the first three yeah but just have them on in the background <laughs> So you, you so you got like the force away. No, what what what, what, what are they? Oh, one. The, the first one, the first one, the Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. That was it. With Jar, is that the one with Jar Jar? Sh- Jar, Jar <laughs> and then you've got Attack of the Clones, which is so awful and pointless. And then yeah. you got the third one, which was a little bit better. But I just have them on the background while you're cleaning yeah. or sorting out your socks, and then you sit down in the afternoon for the real deal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, um, did, and I still haven't seen the last one. So, really um, good. I really, I really like them. I, I think, I think they did, they did, did uh, the Star Wars kind of uh, canon uh, justice. There's always people that moan, you know, like because yeah. I'm a bit of a Trekkie as well. There's always people that moan at the mm-hmm. new stuff, and I think when you look at Star Wars, um, there's been a lot less content that's out compared to Star Trek. Star Trek's like 50 yeah. years of series after series yeah. after series. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah, with every yeah. new iteration of Star Trek, the first two seasons or the first season and a half just bomb or they're shit yeah, or they dodge. don't really get together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Star Wars kind of has to go through this every time you get a new part of the trilogy. Should we call yeah. them three parts of trilogy, right? Every time you get episode yeah, one, yeah, that's yeah. the one that's a bit meh and it warms up a bit and then you have to watch yeah. four, five, four, five and six and then it warms up a bit again. Yeah. So you really get a nice crescendo in these in these next kind of Star, Star Wars movies, man. So I'm going to be checking uh, that out. Talking science fiction, is, um, uh, uh, because... I, like I say, I'm finding it really difficult to concentrate. I haven't watched a movie under lockdown really? it's too much. But I know it's really weird, isn't it? But what I have been doing, and I am a bit of a Doctor Who fan anyway, but, but my girlfriend's got really into Doctor Who. So I've sort of done it from 10 and onwards, and they're perfect. There's about 45, 50 minutes long, and it really is like that. Yeah, of course. And then one, one every two or three episodes, you're like... That was amazing. Wicked. And then it's just sort of like, I, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. It's perfect lockdown fair because it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's the doctor. So um, that's my, that's my recommended lockdown watch. Go back and watch. Yeah. Throw it on and sometimes let, let Netflix or Disney Plus watch you as well as you watching yeah. it. You know <laughs> I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so Tom, you play a real life character, right? Well, a, a character that's based in the real world, Jonathan Pye. How often do people refer to you as Jonathan or do people think that you're real sometimes? Do they think that this is actually you? Uh, well, most people call me Jonathan, like like on the street yeah. stuff. That's hey, fine. Jo- hey Pi, Jonathan. Hey, it's Pi, man. It is a little bit. But actually, I quite enjoy that sort of like one moment of separation. Yeah. And you, you go along with it and you're kind of fine. And not in a kind of, you know, I find it weird when people go, or on Twitter, go, nice work, Tom. <laughs> You're like, how do you know my name? That's that's the when it gets weird when they know my actual name. But I think um, I think I think a lot of people have had difficulty understanding that it's a fictionalization of a potential political view. 
Uh, and, and certainly I've had my moments where um, I've never courted controversy, but I've certainly thought, let's, let's look at it from a different angle. Let's try, and, let's try and be a bit contrary here, just to sort of shake it up a little bit, you know. Um, and obviously, because it's about politics, someone's going to disagree with you and someone's going to yeah. agree with you, blah, blah, blah. But I have had my moments where I have had to explain, look, it's, it's not exactly what I think. I certainly wouldn't put it in those terms. I certainly wouldn't simplify it that much if I was having a conversation, me, Tom, having a conversation with you in the pub. But Pi is one of these people that, his character trait really is he's that guy down the pub that won't stop talking about politics and he likes an argument. So sometimes he'll be a little bit, mm, you know, what about that? Yeah. Um, so that's his character, right? So I do find it odd that people get offended when he says something that they politically disagree with, um, which is sort of the point of Pi. You just listen to someone else's point of view, work out why you agree or disagree, um, and then and move on. I suppose it's weird because I'm touting political discourse through a fictional character who is terrible at political discourse because <laughs> he just shouts yeah. and rants and raves, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah, I, I, I think people have a difficulty separating me and him, which I... Yeah. That's fine. But it's got me into trouble a few times. People go, I can't believe you said that. It's like, no, I, I didn't say that. Mm. I wrote it and put it in his map, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but we look the same, so, you know, yeah. it's difficult. And I'd like to kill time when you're not watching Doctor Who. Is there anything else? I mean, you've got Duolingo on the list. You've got a little oh, okay. bit of streaming on the list. A little bit of that. Um, what else? About? I'll tell you what I have. I've treated myself to, you know, those masterclasses. Oh, yeah, which one? Advertising. And so I've done, um, I'm on Martin Scorsese at the moment. Ooh. I did David Mamet. He was brilliant. Aaron Sorkin. So um, it's not cheap. I think it's like 100 quid or something. But um, I've been really enjoying listening to it. Gordon Ramsay, teaching how to cook. So what, why are they at? Um, so I've only really seen good. the adverts. I've only seen the adverts. And let's just put the, the yeah. listener in, 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 in the frame here. So you'll be like, on. It's always on YouTube or something, and you'll see, like you said, Gordon, yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay finishing chopping a, a carrot perfectly, and he goes, yeah. "Hey, yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, 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 ever yeah. wanted to cook, but like me, join me." And then, like, like you said, there's a Scorsese one where he's like, "You know, this is how you can create some of the best cinema ever." Like, so yeah. what happens after you click? Yes, I want to buy. What? Well, it, it is like little lessons, little 15, 20 minute. They're just talking at you. I tell you what, it's like if you can't be asked to read a book by Martin Scorsese, yeah, watch his masterclass. Okay. Um, but I have to say, when, when I've been writing the live, longer live shows, there's one by Steve Martin, David Mamet was really important. You just take away stuff. But it's just, it's just these great masters chatting about how to make a film. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're really good, right. but it's not cheap. So, um, bit of that. What else do I do in the day? Uh, Headspace. Have you done any of that? That's the mute. That's the, that's um, the, that's meditation, the meditation. Yeah, guided so meditation. Now, now, is it Andy doing it? Is it Andy that does the meditation? Oh, in it? That's what maybe one is. of the guys. I don't know it? what his name is, but um, that's really odd. I mean, I'm sounding like a real hippie, but what else yeah. have you got to do, right? But that's just twenty minutes things. every day, breathing, yeah. Um, yeah, and Andy ten minutes Goodigan. yoga in the morning. I mean, oh, yeah, just yeah. literally anything to pass the time, really. <laughs> um, you know, but like I say, I've tried to read. Uh, actually, I've read a couple of little books, but you just look at it and you go, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Mad, I it? hear that. 
I hear that. I totally hear that. I mean, I've been embarking on some some interesting content hunts. So, like, I found myself watching things I wouldn't usually. So, at the moment, I've been watching MTV Extreme Cheapskates clips on the internet, wow. right? So, it's a show that Food for the brain. It, it, it's, it's junk food for the brain. Yeah, right, okay, well, you know, yeah. I say, look, you can eat healthy six days a week and it makes that pizza taste even better on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, this, yeah, this, enough, this, yeah. This quality television that I'm watching is um, something that definitely is a, I don't know, I, I, I just love taking it in, but it's, it's MTV Cheapskates and it basically explores the limits of frugality, right? And I'll be honest, I find some of these guys quite ingenious like like with 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 the way that they can save money so there's a guy called mark in one episode and there's no other word for his kind of level of frugalities basically he's it starts off giving his story where he's kind of got some chewed up shoes so instead of buying a new pair he gets a marker and colors in the chewed it bit up bits cool whatever you know whatever i might want to get a pair of trainers instead but you know he does that he yeah. also keeps his grocery bills at under 48 english pounds a month uh, by only buying things which are equivalent to like, you know, 80p a thing, which is, oh, right. you know what, I respect that. Nothing wrong with that. You spend your money how you want. Um, when he does his laundry, though, <laughs> um, <laughs> he asks other people if they would like to share his laundry or, or, or in, in reality, if he can put a couple of his clothes into their wash and also into their drying as well. Is that, is, is he asking strangers if he can do that? Yes. Yes, would you mind strangers. would you mind freezing my skiddy pants please <laughs> sticking them can in I chuck, can i chuck my smelly pants in <laughs> yeah like, skiddy pants in with your stuff yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's that's weird and do you know what's See, funny my jizz is, sock yeah yeah oh here's yeah. here's my crusty sock right? <laughs> and don't ask any questions it's my hanky sock that's what it is <laughs> my hanky sock um, <clears throat> yeah uh, and and people very nicely for the first few people he asked they're like nope no way but a couple of people actually say yeah you know what that's totally fine totally fine mark um and then we uh see things get taken to the next level when he gambles he only gambles with money he lives near vegas he only gambles with money that he finds on the floor uh, right. and he only spends up to five dollars on the slots that's totally fine as well yeah. that's sensible and he also gets cheap drinks as well because when you're at the slots playing you get free right. drinks and whatever how much for cool. free right then um, he takes things to the next level. Uh, so Mark, in an attempt to save or rather earn money, has over the years volunteered for over 100 medical studies. All right. So the riskier the trials are, the more money you get get paid. Yeah. So, for example, for this new coronavirus, uh, um, uh, there, there is going to be some medical trials where, you know, human trials get paid a bit of money. But yeah. Mark's been doing this for so long that he gets free medical checkups every month to see if he's a good candidate for each study. One of the right. studies that they didn't let him do is this one. They stop your heart for one minute, but you still breathe. Stay there 14 days, pays $25,000. But the FDA kind of stepped in and stopped that. So they stop your heart for a minute, <laughs> keep you breathing, but you get 25 grand. I don't know about you. That seems a little bit more risky. Well, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like sort of the final of a sort of a Japanese game show. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> sounds like a Hunger Games bonus round. You can yeah, go yeah, back yeah. in if you let us stop your heart for a minute and you live. Uh, yeah, they keep you breathing. Give you a heart attack. Yep. And whoever survives splits the 25 grand. 
That's exactly mad. that. Yeah, exactly that. Um, but they said no, as, as you heard, the FDA stopped that. Uh, there's another one that actually caught Mark's eye, though, uh, and this was for 35 grand. I'm really excited and waiting to do is this testicular study. What you do is you go in and you donate one of your testicles, they replace it with an artificial one, and when you check out after 14 days, you get a check for $35,000. <laughs> is it is it to be used in sort of a delicacy? Is it for sort of local... Human sweetbreads? Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a local restaurant is offering, I mean... I I think it. I think using when they do this stuff, it's to measure the changes. So for this, it was to measure the change in testosterone in in Mark's system when he loses a nut. So he'd literally give his right nut for thirty five wow. grand. Um, or, so yeah, so or maybe it's just one of those. It's just one of those games where you go, how much? How much would I have to pay you for me to be able to cut your right testicle off? Yeah, yeah. And everyone's got a price, and it's yeah, yeah, thirty five yeah. grand. I'd have got a little bit higher, but not yeah, much. Yeah. Do you think it was grand. that game and he just he just went through the, the first level they were like so we'll start low at 35 grand. Yeah. Would you do it for 35 grand? Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, I guess we've got to go through wow. with it now. Um so yeah, uh, the end of the story, I, I love this. Um, I mean, the whole episode's great, but in this particular section, uh, Mark wasn't allowed to do it because he had a low T level already, unfortunately. So the doctor didn't allow it. The doctor actually says to him, I, in, <laughs> says to him you got man boobs already and you're going to get even bigger man boobs if you have lower testosterone, so you can't do it. So instead, wow. they actually offer him uh, offer for him to go for testicular, uh, not testicular, testosterone replacement uh, therapy. So right. yeah, there you go. That's the happy ending for Mark there. So I've been watching TV like that. Quality, quality, quality TV. TV. A man yeah. trying to get rid of his moves. A man wow. willing to sell his testicles and saying, you know what? I don't mind having more moves. There's more me for the loving if I have yeah. more moves. But um, yeah, I've been doing that. And um, But before I let you get out of here, um, would you like to uh, play a quick game of... Yeah. Uh, we call it. <laughs> I've not told you what it is yet. You just no, don't no, know no, what it is. Yeah, anything. 35 grand. Let's do anything. it. It's the Corona conversation game, Tim. That's what we'll play here. Uh, and 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 how it and how it works now, Tom, is uh, uh, I don't know about you, but I find like the conversation habits die hard here in the UK. But I'm getting very sick of saying the same things when people ask what I've been up to last night. I'll tell you what. In this game, yeah. why don't you guess what this response actually means in real English? All right. right. Okay. Yeah, so this yeah. is a response to the question, what did you do last night? So here's a tester for you. Some close acquaintances and I met face to face using a cloud based video conferencing software, whereupon we discussed all manner of things. Had a Zoom chat. Oh, he's so good. He's so good straight away. All right, let's crack on with a few more. Here we go. I visited the world's largest gallery of images and perused the many exhibits on display. The world's largest um, gallery of images. Where is that? Well, I, what I want to say is I had a wank on Red Tube or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's the world's largest gallery of videos, though. So that's close. Oh, uh, sorry. Close. Uh, well, I just I just googled <laughs> some shit. Googled oh, sorry. It's actually Instagram. I went on Instagram. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, sorry. All right, here's, here's another one for you. I struggled in vain to curb my innermost desires, but alas, I am only human, and some temptations cannot be resisted. Out of wank. Is this just my head? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to give you that one. I'm going to give you that one. It was actually, I ate all of my snacks, but you know what? That's a all much, right. 
That's no, a no, much no, no. better one. Bonus it, points. You could use that for either one, I think. Yeah. Oh, most hundred. I used an innovative software system to test my mental and physical reflexes, not to mention my decision making. Oh, um, I'll give you that one again. Game is it? Is that like a, I don't know, it's like a brain game? I don't know. Oh, you're, you're so you're so warm. I'll give it to you one more time. I used an innovative software system to test my mental and physical reflexes, not to mention my decision making. No, what is it? What is it? God, it's like a, it's like, it, I guess, Tom. it's like a brain training game, or it's it's like a oh, so close. Know. If you simplify it, you 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 kind of you kind of oh, you're so close. It it was just I played my PlayStation. I played a computer. Ah, game. okay, very good. Yes, there yes, we yes. go. All right, one one more for you before we get out of here. I watched an innovative and diverse documentary exploring the complex relationship between man and beast. It threw up some interesting philosophical dilemmas, actually. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I watched Tiger King. Is that what it? Is that what it was? <laughs> Everyone's going on about this show. Oh, mate, is it, it worth is, it? It is of the same quality television as MTV's. Um, I forgot the right. name of it, but that show about yeah. frugal people, uh, ext- okay. extremely, extremely cheap or extreme cheapskates. It's like that, but the level of of batshit crazy that it okay. gets to is okay. beyond anything i've ever seen there's even there's a character in the show halfway through halfway through the season that drives in with a skeleton in the passenger side of his car and uh it's just it just sits there in his car when he drives it around and the show's so batshit crazy that you just gloss over and don't notice it there's so much other shit going on and are these people are they self-aware that it's batshit crazy are they sort of slightly playing it up a bit or is it one of those ones where you just don't know what's real and what's not sort of thing I think they think they're a little bit quirky. Right. Whereas what they are is batshit crazy. Fucking like the, sh- the, <laughs> sh- they, the stuff they do, Tom, day to day with, with animal, with, with some of the world's most dangerous predators, the way that they walk around them is unbelievable. So I think it was, was it Steve? Um, I can't remember his surname, Steve, the Australian gentleman that used to, uh, Steve Irwin. Yeah. Steve Irwin that used to basically just, piss off animals yeah who unfortunately yeah. died in an accident where he got stung by he a pissed stingray. off an animal it was a hit basically um, isn't it? i'll it just just to interrupt you there my claim to fame is that i was once stabbed by a stingray as well tell in us my a story foot, in my foot though it was on oh, christmas day yeah it was, right so i was at my uh my, my sister lives in australia christmas day over there what you do is you have a barbecue have a shrimp on a barbecue and a beer <laughs> went, went to this a uh, beach and we're walking into the bit and the, the tide's gone out so it's only about sort of that deep, yeah. it's wading out. And my sister's boyfriend at the time just went, ah, watch out for stingrays. You've got to sort of wipe your feet across the sand at the bottom, otherwise blah, blah, blah. I was like, there are stingrays in here. It's like, yeah, trod on one, stabbed me in the foot. I picked my foot up. It was as if someone had got a, like a Phillips screwdriver and just stabbed me in the foot, pissing blood everywhere. Um, but it, sort of, it was sort of all right. And then, and then I... Tr- Stood on another stingray, and it was like, just get me the fuck out of here now. Um, I mean, it was sat there for a bit. I was like, look, I don't need to go to hospital. It's absolutely fine. And then about half an hour later, because it's, they've got venom. Yeah. Them, then the poison started kicking in, and I was like, oh, oh, God, I, feel, I felt awful. So I spent Christmas Day in A&E um, with my foot in a saline bath. Um, it's, it's, it's not actually a very exciting story, really. You've got double now, now that stingray. I come to... No, 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 that's, to say it, I, 
got this is interesting. You got double hit from a stingray and you survived, yeah. right? But when you said you and felt Steve bad, Irwin didn't, did he? Steve Irwin did. There we go. <laughs> Says a lot about the man that you are. Nails, hard as nails. Um, so when you said you felt like like terrible, what what did you like? What what kind of terrible? Like hungover? it was like na- nauseous, but you know that 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 skin crawling, cold sweats, just yeah. starting to. You just go. I am not right. Something's wrong, um, and. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was weird. It was like getting me to the hospital, and they were like, "Well, there's nothing you can do." Um, Is there um, no? There's no like they don't have to give you something to to get over, no. it, basically. Okay, no, no you just um, you know, and then that was that. That was that. I, but I did get stabbed by stingray. Sorry, something. Wh- how did I interrupted you about something I, to do with? I don't speaking. care, man. I was talking about stabbed by stingray. I was, I was really, <laughs> I, was, I was really enjoying that. Um, no, I was just saying uh, Lion King's batshit crazy. Uh, it's okay. absolutely crazy. Uh, so Psychic King. Have... The Lion King Lion... is also that shit crazy. Because it's talking <laughs> fucking animals in it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's crazy enough. Uh, that's the craziest <laughs> documentary I've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lion King, uh, Tiger King is just absolutely crazy, man. Like, um, Try it out. But I can't believe you survived a double stingray hit. What a way to end the show. Did, yeah, was well, when you said it was pissing blood, did it kind of stop bleeding eventually? Did you need stitches or did they need to? Put, no, like, no, 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 no. It, it stopped bleeding after a while. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was painful, but luckily it wasn't uh, to the heart. So you know. Yeah. So what was he doing to get hit in the heart with a stingray then? Baffing about with it, trying to tickle its tummy or something, mate. No, it, vicious, mate. It's vicious. like yeah. Yeah, let's let uh, yeah. I've not got any um tolerance for kind of messing around with animals. I'll, I'll go and yeah. see them in their natural habitat, but like fucking yeah. with them, pissing them off, no. giving them a slap, yeah. and be like, look at this yeah. little whipper, <laughs> pissed him off. <laughs> Forget that. Look at this potentially <laughs> fatal, dangerous yeah. animal. Oh mate, you're gonna love Tiger King. Oh, oh. all right. Anyway, where can we find you on social media? I mean, I feel like you've so, got presence uh, everywhere, but let's run through it all, man. Twitter. I'm on Twitter, Jonathan Pine News, YouTube. Jonathan Pine, just check that out. Facebook, yeah, that's where that's where my main sort of audience is. Facebook, check, check out Jonathan Pine. Surprisingly and enough, I, I am on Instagram. I'm so, is, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'm trying to, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get into Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's all good. Wicked. And there I am. And if you want to visit my website, JonathanPie.com, um, and you can book tickets for my tour in October, and um, see you there. So, uh, yeah, we, we shall see. But, um, yeah, all good, man. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Um, we're at How to Kill an Hour on all social medias. Uh, we've also got a private Facebook group where we're going to be throwing around conversations and talking points and stuff that we might want to bring to the show, but we kind of want to share it with the community. I'm at Marcus Bronzy, M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y on all socials. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. And thank you very much, Tom. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 